0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
1: 333 Katz, news radio wrva i'm brewing a cup of coffee i'm Terribly sorry, but uh, ordinarily I'd be doing it at the top of the hour, but uh, th- th- things have happened. What can I tell you? Uh, congressman Bob Good is uh, going to be with us just a couple of seconds from now. I want to remind you that the uh, the good congressman... Represents the fifth district. He is my congressman. He's the uh, chair of the House Freedom Caucus. He's doing a lot of uh, really, really, really wonderful things up there in D.C. And I'm I'm always happy when he's got some time for us. And uh, today is one of those days. Congressman, thanks for being here.
0: Great to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me again.
1: Well, the uh, the pleasure, as I hope you know, is always ours. Uh, I want you to just weigh in right off the bat, if you don't mind, the very latest with the, uh, the job numbers. I, I've heard from the White House, man, we're all in good shape. All of us who have complained about the economy, we're just, we're just all back crap crazy, man.
0: Well, there's some 3 million less Americans working than there were before this president got into office. He crushed more jobs than any president in the history of the country, and some of those jobs have obviously come back in spite of his policies, not as a result of his policies, demonstrating the resilience of the American people. Uh, He he thinks we're too stupid to know how great Bidenomics are. We're too stupid to know how great uh, his economy is. Uh, Obviously, the polls indicate otherwise. Americans know that they're in worse shape than they were three years ago. They know that the Average essential item cost about 30% more than it did when he became president. Overall, inflation is up some 20% since he became president after being non-existent, really going back to that George H.W. Bush years. Uh, it was part of that that we had inflation. It was Ronald Reagan who conquered inflation. We haven't really had it since then until Joe Biden. But they know American people know what gas prices are, utility prices, housing prices, especially with his interest rates being raised so much, grocery prices. Uh, the essentials are just crushing Americans. And everybody knows that their uh, paycheck doesn't go as far as it did when he became president. Everybody knows that real wages, uh, you know, wages when accounting for inflation haven't kept up with inflation. Americans have lost money. Uh, and so people are suffering, and so no matter how he tries to spin it or put a positive glow upon it, the American people will decide for themselves, and I believe have decided for themselves that Joe Biden is the problem; he's not the solution.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to hear you say that, and it, and it really is, in my opinion, about uh, folks like me, folks uh, like my neighbors who who go to work every single day. We notice that gasoline is is way more expensive than it was. Store shelves. Uh, in some cases, don't have the items we want, and if they do, the uh, packaging is smaller, if the price is the same or higher, and and nobody has gotten a uh, 20% pay raise that I'm aware
0: of. So, yeah, in
1: the real world, we know it.
0: Particularly hurting young people, trying to start out, finishing school, first jobs. uh, They can't afford to leave their parents' home. They can't afford to buy that home with the mortgage payment being about 50% higher than it was when this president took office because housing prices are up, Along with interest rates and then rental prices are way up as well. They're over $2,000 on average for a rental uh, across the country. That's um, regular folks just cannot afford it. Not, you know, fixed income, low income, regular income Americans are, are, are truly suffering under this president.
1: Tell me a little bit uh about the border. Congressman Bob Good is joining us. The president again and some of his uh, friends and they're not just Democrats in the Senate, man. Well, some people that are allegedly on our team seem to be very very friendly on this. Uh they claim they can't do anything about the border until you guys in uh, the House, I don't know what it is you're supposed to do, but what is it that you're supposed to do according to them?
0: Well, I made my sixth trip to the border uh, just last month, early last month before coming back to Washington uh, early in the year. And it was the worst I'd ever seen. I'd never seen the flow like I saw it in my previous five trips. It wasn't you know just an explicit, blatant, kind of in-your-face, dozens coming across while I was there. I was just surrendered to Border Patrol. You know, 10 million since this president's been here, 8 million that have surrendered to Border Patrol for all the free accommodations that Biden gives them. And then another estimated 2 million known gotaways uh, the ones with the criminal ties, terrorist backgrounds, uh, trafficking the drugs and children, and sex trafficking in the country. Yeah. So irreparable harm's been done, and this president took executive action to reverse the Trump policies that were working. You know, ending remain in Mexico, reinstating catch and release, uh, uh, stopping the obviously completion of the border wall, those kinds of things. He did it on purpose, first day in office. Now he claims three years later he can do nothing without Congress, uh, and, and, he, and, and, he, and he's claiming he can't reverse those policies that he did from executive action. He certainly can. Congress, though, has passed a border security bill we did an HR2 last summer, that codifies into law, so it's not, it's stronger than executive action. I Means another president couldn't reverse it on his own. Once it was, if it was president, the Senate would pass, and the president signed into law. But so we've ta- we've done our part. He just doesn't like that because he doesn't want to actually secure the border. And sadly, he said, hey, even some Republicans. Some Republicans will join with Democrats when this deal, this terrible deal, negotiate with Mayorkas, the very person we're trying to impeach, and we'll impeach hopefully next week. Mm -hmm. But this deal that's about to be announced, Schumer says today at the earliest Sunday, at the latest, uh, some Republicans will repeat the mantra, oh, we've just got to show we can do something. No matter how bad it is or no matter how harmful it is to the American people, let's show we did something. And they're willing, sadly, tragically, to give political cover to the Democrats who've perpetrated the invasion by doing what is worse than doing nothing. It would be worse than doing nothing to pass a pretend, faux, false, phony border security package that doesn't do anything to secure the border, for that matter, even with a lawless administration that won't enforce the laws anyway, but gives them political cover going into an election. We should absolutely secure the border irrespective of the politics. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that, of course. But what we shouldn't do is pretend to secure it, lie to the American people, pass something that sounds like it might mean something that doesn't. And what has been announced, of course, they've been waiting for a month to release tax. What's been announced is it would permit 5,000 illegals a day, 150,000 a month, before enforcement supposedly started. That wouldn't count the gotaways. That only counts the surrenders. And it would continue to allow parole, unlimited parole by May- Mayorkas, where he can declare anybody eligible to stay, even if they're illegal, and give work permits to those who are here illegally further incentivizing the invasion. would be worse than doing nothing.
1: Congressman Bob Good is joining us. Bob represents the uh, the 5th District. Well, Bob, what exactly is wrong with these Republicans in the Senate? Why on earth would they do this?
0: Well, it's the same kind of Republicans that join with Democrats to keep in place the spending bills that are the Pelosi-Biden-Schumer spending levels and policies that are destroying the country on these continuing resolutions. There are those who want to show we can, quote, govern, to show we can, quote, get things done, to show we can, quote, compromise and work together and reach across the aisle, because their primary goal, Jeff, I'm sorry to say, is to stay in Congress. And they think the pathway to stay in Congress is to look like they're working to getting things done. It doesn't matter how bad that is. It's just like what we did with the tax package that just passed earlier this week. I voted against it. Sadly, it was overwhelmingly supported by Democrats and a majority of Republicans, because while I agreed with and liked the provisions that the business tax cuts, because those are good for the economy, those were more than offset by the expansion of the welfare state, the, the expansion of the child tax credit, which really means a cash payment to those who don't pay any taxes where they get income from the federal government. That will long exceed uh, the temporary increase of the tax cuts. Uh, and, and then also it's el- those those ta- child tax credits or cash payments. Illegals are eligible to receive those. And that's been expanded in terms of the damage because, again, the 10 million illegals that Joe Biden has allowed in the country. We shouldn't have done that. We sh- and the, the Senate looks like they're going to be the more conservative House because the Senate is saying, not so fast. We don't really like this child tax credit expansion. Maybe they don't like how we beat up on the House members who who agree to it. But that's the problem. Yes, the Democrats are the the source of all of the problems that we have politically in the yeah. country. Yeah. But Republicans failing to fight them, stand up with them, resist them, uh, say no, and, 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 and take some risks to do it are complicit in where we are as a country.
1: Congressman Bob Good joining us, uh, always happy to have him with us. Bob, let me ask you, uh, you referenced Alejandro Mayorkas and the possible impeachment. Uh there are still You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Marcus, as well as impeaching uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, may or may not be in front of the Judiciary Committee. Give us an update on all of that, would
0: you? Yes, while uh, Speaker Johnson unfortunately deserves. Some criticism, and I'm, you know, I criticize some of the things he's done. And since he's been in office, he's a speaker the last three months. He deserves tremendous credit for allowing us finally to move forward a year after we got the majority with this impeachment. The former speaker, maybe he wouldn't be the former speaker if he had should have in, initiated this a year ago because we had two years of evidence to observe. We didn't need a, you know, to take a year to figure this out. We should have impeached Biden and Mayorkas a year ago when we first got control. Thankfully, it's moving forward. I've heard of one Republican who said he will not vote for it. I hope he'll change his mind. Uh, I would hope that every Republican, or at least hopefully everyone except that one, uh, will vote for it. The evidence is overwhelming. We've got 10 million pieces of evidence. And this is an intentional, purposeful facilitation of this border invasion, this president and his administration you know, uh, have, I'll say blood on their hands for the death from fentanyl, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the deaths of these, uh, uh illegals when, when they die on the tre- or drown on the treacherous journey, yeah. American citizens who've suffered at the hands of criminals, the police officer who just got beat up in the streets, yeah. uh, by these illegals who then flip off the country afterwards and, and aren't even, you know, are, are released, not even held, uh, released after they were arrested. Uh, so, uh, But Mayorkas, uh, I'm told. uh, My understanding is uh, Chairman Mark Green, Homeland Security, is going to move forward, and we're going to hopefully get to vote on that next week. Hopefully, we'll we'll impeach him in the House. It'll move to the Senate. We're not responsible for what happens in the Senate. We're obviously it's hard to be optimistic that they will hold him accountable. But but our job is to charge him, and we should, and and hopefully we will next week.
1: Okay, I appreciate you uh, letting us know what the uh, the, the path was, because I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work. I want you to weigh in on something that uh, shocked some people and reassured many's many of us. You You are probing now the effort on the part of the military to simply rewrite the nation's history with their naming commission. Bring us up to speed on that one, please.
0: Yes, uh, I think a lot of people know about uh, the—unfortunately, the Congress before I arrived, it was the 116th before I got there for the 117th, and uh, where they uh, instituted this naming commission to essentially erase our history, particularly obviously in the South, to erase any reference to the Confederacy, any honoring of the Confederacy as it applied to military facilities, bases, and so forth. So more memorials, monuments, even the names of forts, like Fort Pickett in my district in Nottaway County, mm-hmm. uh, now called Fort Barlow or something like that, you know, and uh, d- d- renaming streets and buildings and so forth. And so we tried to stop this when we got control. Uh, I was, uh, I've sponsored some legislation trying to stop it. Andrew Clyde, my good friend from Georgia, joining me in that and efforts that we made to try to stop it. We tried to defund it. Obviously the spending bills that we put through with defunding efforts didn't go through the Senate. And so most recently what you're referring to, I sent a letter, I authored a letter joined by a number of my colleagues to defense secretary Austin asking that, that we want, we want accountability and oversight for how this commission operated. We believe that they you know, exceeded the intention of what the Congress and uh, in the, the intent of Congress, particularly as it relates to the Arlington Cemetery, with the removal of the Reconciliation Monument, which is not was not glorifying the Confederacy, it was acknowledging, you know, the the death on both sides and the fact that we came together as a nation, and and that was removed, and it's now in you know it's now in some you know obscure center, if you will, it's not on display anywhere right now, is our understanding of where it is. Uh, but so we want an accounting of. How did our tax dollars were used with this commission? We want the minutes. We want the meeting records. We want the emails and the correspondence. So we can just hold it up to the sunlight of transparency, let the American people know what really took place, what went into this. We're asking Jamie Cover, excuse me, Jamie Comer, Comer, the Oversight Committee Chair, to hold hearings to this effect as well, because we just think there needs to be accountability. That's our job in the House of Representatives.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that, and and it's absolutely appalling and disgusting that that reconciliation monument was removed. It's God, it's like this weird theater that's being performed. It's fictional. There's no true accounting. It, as you point out, it absolutely, positively did not glorify. The Confederacy, but people say this nonsense enough times and uh, they've got a complicit media uh, that simply regurgitates the talking points they're handed. But but I'm just so happy that there, there are a couple of people in D.C. saying, hey, that's just not true.
0: Yeah, they did it over Christmas. I think December 23rd was the actual date. Yeah. It's been moved to the Defense General Supply Center in Chesterfield, best we know, being held there. Uh, looking for hopefully a more permanent, a more appropriate place for it to display, to to be displayed. Uh, but they, but we tried to stop them all year last year. We tried to stop yep. them in December, but they quickly were trying to get it removed uh, before we could take control of the entire federal government. Hopefully, in November, and yep. and stop this altogether. They did as much harm as they could before that was done.
1: Tell you what, it just smacks of the Taliban removing paintings you don't like and statues you don't like and all the rest of this. Uh, Bob, for those who uh, want to avail themselves of your services, obviously you've got uh, district offices, you help out with a lot of things that are not necessarily, quote, issues-related, passports and things like that. What's the best way for folks to do that if they're in the field?
0: Quite simply go to good.house.gov, good.house.gov, gov. And, and, or, or just web search Congressman Bob Good, but we've got our DC office, we've got our Lynchburg slash Campbell County office as our district office, so DC or district. But contact us if you need help with the federal government, need help with the federal agencies that's not responding. We've resolved about 6,000 cases for citizens of the 5th district in my three years helped recover about $24 million that was owed wow. to citizens of the 5th district by the federal government. We responded nearly 100,000 times in writing. Uh, last I saw was about 96,000 uh, for folks who contacted our office. We try to be very responsive, very visible, but uh, can't help if someone doesn't reach out. We don't know. Uh, if you want to do a, a tour of DC, come and see us. We'll give you a tour. We'd love to have come visit the office. Uh, it's a privilege to serve the great folks of the 5th district.
1: I love it. Well, listen, we appreciate you making time for us, as always. I, uh, I wish you uh, a wonderful weekend, and uh, you have my gratitude for uh, for visiting with us today.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Great to be with you. God bless, my friend.
1: Thank you. God bless you. That is Bob Good. He's Congressman, member of uh, the House of Reps for the 5th District. And uh, I, I appreciate him bringing us up to speed on that. I really do. Coming up in just a couple of moments, former member of Congress, uh, dear friend of mine, Dr. Dave Bratt. He is now, I want to get the title right, vice provost for, I don't know, something. Chocolate milk and popcorn. I mean, it sounds like something fun. I don't remember what it is, but it, it's something at Liberty University. And You know, before that, uh, he was a member of Congress. He was the dean of the uh, the business school, professor of economics right up here in the neighborhood at uh, Randolph-Macon. And he's brilliant. If you're not following uh, brat economics on Getter, boy, you are doing yourself a disservice. I'm going to ask him about these 300,000-some-odd jobs that Joe Biden says he created, like, Yesterday. Uh, what's the real story on that? And then Monday morning, please, I mean, have a great weekend, take a nap, whatever you're doing. But Monday morning, 6 a.m., bright and early, make sure you're here from my friend, John Reed, all right? There's always great stuff there. It is 351 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.